Welcome to Virtual Theater, the podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shape them. My name is Andy Spateri, and as always, joined by Gooey Fame. Goo, what's going on, brother? Oh, not much. Just chilling. How you doing? I uh, know, not too bad. Not too bad. It's pretty bleak and, and rainy, uh, <laughs> so it's kind of like a perfect ambiance to talk about uh, the movie that we're here to talk about today, Silent Hill. Oh, hopefully no sirens start going off in the background. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. So I actually, I have a funny story. Actually, speaking of, uh, maybe this is an outtake. In, in fact, but speaking of sirens, <laughs> so uh, I was I was texting you before that we we started to get going, and uh, I was saying that like you know can we record a little bit later because it's Sam's grandfather's birthday today and whatever. So what we ended up doing was um, a lot of the the family met at a there's a community center like down the block from her grandfather's place uh-huh and so like obviously you can't have like a traditional birthday right now so the the plan was to gather everybody we made like signs like you'd see it at a at a fucking wwe house show like <laughs> happy birthday carl uh there was like streamers and balloons so everyone had something attached to their car wow. but like the big coup de gras here was that sam's aunt phoned the fire department and uh i guess if you're either under 12 or over 70, the fire department will do like a drive-by siren for your birthday. So like the fire department came by and like the truck was on and like the the sirens were going off and it was flashing or whatever. And like there was about Sweet. a dozen cars following behind <laughs> it and they were all honking with these signs. And the best thing is, is that since he was turning 85, he didn't even hear this. So like <laughs> he just fucking stayed inside and then we had to go get him after. But the, by, by that point... The fire truck was uh, was long gone. So you didn't get to see there's... the fire truck? No. Oh, oh such a disappointment. Uh, truth be told, I'm hoping that Sam can't hear this upstairs. But like, truth be told, the whole thing was just like the drizzling shits because like it was everybody was honking like endlessly for about a minute, which is is probably worse than it sounds because like after 20 seconds, you're like, okay, I'm over this, and it was like. <laughs> It was like a full on 60 second minute of people honking. There's like it's a very narrow street. There's 12 cars. So nobody quite knows where where to go or like some people are parking. Some people are going. It was like the fire truck was long gone by the time that that, uh, you know, Opa ever got outside. My brother-in-law, his job was to film this and he's on the other side of the fucking street where you can't see the signs so like he's facing the house instead of like at the house facing all the signs where you can like see the 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 signs and stuff like that on the cars it, oh, it was wow it was something i'm just yeah. i'm just glad you're okay after after watching this movie <laughs> i know those those sirens are never followed by anything good uh that that held up true today <laughs> <My God. laughs> yeah there it is a little prelude for silent hill and um you know gooey we uh we don't really have anything else going on in the in the world that I can think of off the top of my head. No one's making couple, movies. Uh, yeah. No, no, everything's like on pause. So, you know, I, I say perhaps we just get right into it. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. First of all, I have to give a special shout out to, to our Lord Lincario, who when you need <laughs> some dark web shit, she's got your back. She found me a copy like instantly. Although actually uh, to my surprise, uh, the copy that she found wasn't like the best. It was kind of grainy. So I, I just YouTubed and I'm like, Silent Hill. And the first thing that came up was the full movie, which is awesome. That never happens. That's uh, so I was pretty tickled. 
it's it's a little unfortunate you had to go i mean we I have to give a special shout out to our good pal Masis who downloaded the movie for us to watch, even though he has it on DVD. Um, <laughs> but uh, it it is kind of a shame that we. I, I would have loved to watch this on Blu-ray because there's a uh, th- not to jump too far ahead, but there's actually some uh, nice like shots in this movie. I felt like like where I was like, oh yeah. wow. So it's it's yeah, too bad the, that we the got- version I ended up watching was pretty good actually. Oh, like, okay. there was none of the graininess or anything. It was it was uh pretty like high quality as far as YouTube goes. Alright, well um Kon- Konami? Is it this a Konami Konami game? This is yes, this uh, is a Konami game. Alright, we'll be sending you some money. I mean we tried to watch your movie <laughs> in other ways, but <laughs> uh man, I was I was actually speaking to Moss, I was talking to him and I was like, you know, what, you know, if I were to get into Silent Hill, like, what game should I start with? Like, because they they kind of remade the first game on the Wii, but he said that that was terrible. But then he also said that the first game was was not very good in retrospect. And then he's like, you know what? The second and the third game are also awful on their HD remakes. <laughs> but I really love Silent Hill. And I'm like, OK, so, like, don't play this. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. But I love it. I was like, okay. Uh, from what I've seen of it, I sort of get it, where it's it's sort of like a timepiece, and like, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of a kind of a a relic of its time. Like if you update it, I feel like you lose some of the weirdness, maybe. But I don't know. I guess I don't know enough about it. Um, did you ever play Silent Hill? No, that's why I guess I can't speak authoritatively on it, but. You know, I never, yeah, I never really played it. Yeah, I, I never played any of them. So I went into this, like, completely blind about, like, literally anything Silent Hill. Like, I didn't know. The only thing that I knew about Silent Hill was that there is a guy named Pyramid Head. And he has yeah, like, and he's a badass. pyramid for a head. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know I've, I've, like, watched videos about it and stuff, too. Like, not enough to where I, like, remember the story. But just, like, there's been a lot of, like you know analysis over the years of like the deeper meaning of these games and it's always something that's kind of interested me and uh mm-hmm. i i think i think i saw that in some of your notes too that that was like i think the director of this film saw something in it too so you know there's there's something to it for sure yeah and and you know what i'm actually going to um i'm going to say it right now i am still maybe this is spoiler but i'm still undecided on if at the end of this episode i'm gonna thumbs up or thumbs down it's like i think that there's like i think there's some good stuff here but there's also some like bad stuff but like conceptually i think there's a lot of like cool kind of ideas floating around yeah this i i sort of know what you're saying this was i feel like i just the takeaway from me was and maybe it was just because i was also watching with Moss, who was so excited and such a fan, but like my main takeaway was that it, it was just like a movie with a lot of interesting things. So I, I liked engaging with it, and it's all all its weird um, mm-hmm. eccentricities or whatever. So like, yeah, we'll I will definitely get to probably come down more definitively in the end. But it it's hard to just for me to look at it and go like good or bad, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, there's a lot of cool stuff that's like. Uh, it's cool trivia and little odds and sods about this movie, so let's get right into it. Uh, Silent Hill was released April 21st, 2006, and it was directed by French director Christophe Gans, and of course stars Rada? Is that how you say your name? Rada Mitchell? I, I don't know, actually. I, I don't know the pronunciation. Uh, someone 
Someone let us All know. Right. <laughs> She's going to be called Rada Mitchell in our show today. Um, our boy Sean Bean, Lori Holden, and Deborah Kara Unger. So, um, you know, got some decent star power in here. Rada Mitchell's been in a few things. Of course, Sean Bean is, uh, you know, the guy's Boromir, for God's sakes. He's, yeah. he's the man. He's our first outtake episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Roll tight on that. Um, so the uh, the thing that struck me about this, which isn't very often the case when it comes to these video game movies, and especially not the case when it comes to uh, the the bowl video game movies, is uh, Christoph Gans was like a huge, huge fan of Silent Hill and like really, um, really like campaigned to to make this film. He had to send like like um, videos and like kind of a proof of concept almost to Konami to actually get this going. It seems like he like really like appreciated the source material. And I, and I think it to an extent that shows in this movie. I think definitely um, like, especially just in the, in the craft of the film, like it um, or like the vibe of it. Like he, he definitely seems to have captured it. And again, speaking as kind of a, a silent Hill noob, it just from what I, have gathered it like had if it, it, it had the music um it had you know just the tone and everything it's so it mm. seemed like and even and even with what he was trying to do with the story and some of the some of like you know symbolism in it felt like that jumped straight out of the game so i i feel like yeah i appreciated that a lot i thought that was cool um allegedly took him five years in order to obtain the rights to this movie which basically lines up to him playing the original game when it came out and immediately wanting to make a movie of that. So just kind of putting that math together is uh, kind of interesting. And I guess he also filmed some like scenes or something like that that he cut up with like the Silent Hill music or whatever. He he, he funded them, so it's all on his dime. Um, so yeah, pretty some pretty cool dedication here. And I do think that that ends up paying off. Um in this set, another interesting little factoid about this uh, this movie is uh, speaking of the music of it is it's actually shot in Canada, uh, Brantford in Hamilton, Ontario, which is uh, kind of like it's kind of cool a one for me because like you know back then not a lot of you know if you're shooting in Canada it's usually Vancouver but like back then it wasn't as much of a hub but because they shot in Canada. Um, the original plan, I guess, was to use only music, like, directly from the video game. But because they shot here, there was some, like, CBC rule or something where they had to use a Canadian composer or something like that. So oh, they ended up, like, <laughs> remixing all of the Silent Hill music by, like, some Canadian. I, I don't know why. I just thought that was funny. Like, you can imagine, like, the Canadian government being firm with anybody being like, no. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, f I think I saw, though, that he had, like brought on or like collaborated with the composer from the game yeah yeah he did uh a couple other people from the game too i think uh there was there was a bunch of people that were flown in like from the game to the set to like kind of see if they approved or didn't approve of like the tone or whatever mm -hmm. i think is uh is what happened so you know yeah, i mean on that note too uh back like sort of back to the point about like it's showing in the movie um that's one way one way that really does show with the music is just that like i feel like video games often go places that like 
like your more mainstream films don't well, like the music or like the tones they they can be a little bit more weird uh and just more a little bit more unique sometimes and i feel like the soundtrack and some of the style in this is a bit more uncompromising <laughs> than mm-hmm. you know if you were if like compared to other like adaptations or whatever of horror video games you know like you know yeah. if this was and and even though i respect you know paul uh you know he would just put you know some <laughs> slipknot in there or something you know whereas this like yeah i don't know it was just very unique and so i i feel like that paid off having that dude come in can you imagine slipknot just blazing during the pyramid head scene in this <laughs> oh damn was there a, yeah there was never any metal in this was there maybe nope. there was <laughs> no nope. i think no there was and it worked it, it was good yeah, it was it was refreshing to see no metal. Uh, the movie the movie uh, surprised me in a lot of ways. I would say. Hmm. Um, okay, so another little uh, uh, piece of factoids here, and all these ones kind of uh, blend together. I feel like um, so the in the original script. So actually, I guess let me back up. In the original game, uh, I guess that it is a single father looking for his daughter, and uh, we actually had a few people say that they didn't appreciate the switch because it's the the mother looking for her daughter in this movie which um uh, you know as we get to the end of the show i'll maybe offer my two cents on but the original script for this movie uh there was only female characters so like i think sean bean was in it for a cup of coffee at the start and at the end of the movie and allegedly there uh the the studio behind this didn't approve of that they sent the script back and there's like there's no men in here so they uh they <laughs> wow. like significantly expanded Sean Bean's role and added uh what the hell is that called Gucci the cop Gucci, Gucci. to this movie <laughs> yeah baby <laughs> Gucci Prada yeah so they he apparently he was an added character to this movie and Sean Bean really didn't have that much to do no clearly that seems, not that seems weird like now because um I don't know maybe maybe we've moved on a little bit since then but I feel like there are many a movie that nowadays are predominantly just female cast so i yeah i don't know that seemed odd to me to to read that yeah i i thought it was kind of cool i actually really didn't i guess i didn't really think about it till like maybe more towards the end but i i mean i guess i can also give my two cents on it later but i i thought that it was like a great i thought it was a great fit for the movie honestly with what the type of story they were telling yeah i uh i i think to an extent actually yeah, I think to an extent, I, I didn't understand, and I still don't understand the why we had a couple people say that they liked the the uh, version of the of the game better, where you had the father chasing after his daughter. I think that like there were some problems with Rose chasing after her daughter shared in this, but I, I think right. that's mostly just to do with Rose herself. But yeah, so um, right, I interesting could- factoid. I could see, I could understand it just on, I can believe that the game is just a better told story, like, because yeah. the movie doesn't really nail that, but I don't think it's because it's a mom instead of a dad, you know what I mean? Like, if you, if they had, li- like, I, I just, I sort of hinted at this in our Discord, but like, if they just reversed the roles and it was the exact same movie, would, you know, would you be like, okay, yeah, they nailed it, I'm glad they kept that, you know, like... <laughs> That's the the same issues would still be there. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Um, okay, so apparently uh, our director, uh, Mr. Gans, 
was actually quite irritated by uh, by Rada Mitchell's approach to acting, which typically involved, quote, her needing several shots before she could get into character. In the DVD commentary, Gan states that it was especially difficult to film scenes with Rada and her co-star, Lori Holden, due to their very unique acting techniques. <laughs> you know what? I could, like, I could totally see this because maybe there is some, like, I don't know. To me, Rose wasn't super likable, so it makes sense to me that, like, Rada Mitchell wasn't super likable, you know? This is two weeks in a row of <laughs> the director making comments like that. But this this seems not as harsh. This seems kind of fair, you know? Yeah. I I actually... You know, I, I could appreciate that. I I feel like, yeah, that that as a director, that would... I don't know what it's like, but I assume, like, okay, you know, like... I, I get some things that probably take multiple takes, but we're, you know, we're trying to trying to get through this a little bit. I, I personally, I liked, I liked the acting of her in this, but most of the, like a good chunk of this movie is like her being tormented and just like screaming her daughter's name. But I think I liked, I liked it. I don't know why. I just thought like, yeah, she's doing a good job of getting, you know, thrown around. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of getting into character, I found this factoid. I don't know if it's true or not, but man. So allegedly to uh, to add to the accumulated filth caused by her character's journey through Silent Hill, Rada Mitchell did not wash her hair through the entire process of filming. Okay. (laughs) Did they I want they shoot in chronological order? I guess they must have for this. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that. I feel like that's that's got to be bullshit. Yeah, that's that's one of those like fables you tell, right? <laughs> I mean, how long I think, how long was the shoot? Do you do they have that info on there? Uh, they they probably do somewhere. I don't have it in front of me. If it's like, I I feel like you could you could get away with that depending on some some filming schedules. It's a little gross, but I feel like you know <laughs> you could survive. Um, I mean, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I, I mean, I have like kind of short hair, but like, I don't know if, if let's say if filming lasted two weeks, I could go two weeks without washing my hair. Whatever. Uh, That's yeah. Fine. In my in my sloppier, like, punk rock days, uh, there's definitely <laughs> like month long tours I've been on where the most hair washing I did was like put some water on it. You know, I was yeah. pretty stinky, but. You're, you know, that's the Shout rock out and to roll punk life. rock, though. Shout yeah. out to punk rock. Yeah, that's what we're really here for right now. <laughs> All right. So it's, so the, the general gist that I got from everybody when we asked them about this movie was like, you know, it's really cool. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And uh, I, I feel like that's true. But we also kind of when we said that we were doing the Silent Hill movie, we people were just like, what are you doing? The first or the second? Because apparently the second movie is just trash and everybody hated the second movie so i was like i was surprised to see how like how much could change from one movie to another because i actually took a little bit of a look at silent hill 2 and um there's some really good actors in there like sean bean is back kit harrington from game of thrones is in there carrie ann moss is in there it's like it looked like there was a lot of people but then i'm looking and i see that uh that gans was actually not back to direct the sequel, so that that could be why. And I thought that the reason he wasn't was actually kind of interesting too. Apparently, he was um, he was hired to write and direct a uh, another video game movie. As a matter of fact, 
uh, Onimusha, which is a Capcom video game series. It's oh, kind of like really? a, a feudal uh, Japanese video game series. So the only reason he wasn't there for that is because he ended up working on this Onimusha movie, which ironically never saw the light of day. So maybe, you know, he was... Uh, well, I think it's obvious, actually, that he was a big part of at least this movie's successes, you know? I, yeah, I think so. I think that's what you can take away from that. Yeah, if if anything, I guess, like, yeah, if even if the story is whatever to people, they appreciate some of the craft and the shots and atmosphere. So that definitely was something that he brought to it, for sure. Um, it's too bad that he, uh, you know, we never saw that uh, the Animusha movie, because I would have been... A little bit interested to see that um but in uh actually like not that long ago january uh christoph gans said that they were making silent hill 3 so really maybe that's coming yeah okay i i would i honestly had be interested in seeing it now like and i i even want to see the sequel even though i know it's not gonna be great just just because to see like what what happened there you know i mean yeah like they're like I said, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of good talent in there. Yeah, and sometimes that's even fun too. Just seeing like, I mean, we've already done it on the show so many times, but like great actors and just awful movies. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to watching that someday. I actually uh, another thing too that I like it's not really video game movie related. But I also did, I was talking to Moss about the Silent Hill games yesterday, and I was just like, man, I would have just loved to see what Hideo Kojima could have done with Silent Hills. Because, I mean, that was his, like, big project that allegedly he was working on for Konami before their whole breakup happened. I would have loved, loved to see that. Yeah, I think that's, because you know how I, I was talking about how it's, like, sort of a, a product of its time. I feel like that's that seemed like the good option of like what to do with a new game is like give it to like a very specific type of designer and let them yes do something. I I assume he would have done something you know kind of fresh and unique with it. Uh, like like after watching this movie, I was just like, man, this. This seems like the kind of game that like Kojima could have really done something cool with. Like, you know, I've I've played all of his games. I've played Metal Gear, Zone of Enders, uh, all of them. And I I don't know. I would have just loved to see his take on something a little bit more horror-y because you kind of have elements of that here and there and like Death Stranding and um, Metal Gear, but like you don't get the full-on experience with it. And like this movie was full of crazy shit. There's tons of crazy shit in Kojima's games. That would have been so cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day. Never say never, I guess. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's get into the actual movie itself here. Um, so there's three main characters that you need to know. You pretty much don't need to know anybody else. Uh, we have Rose De Silva, Chris De Silva, and Sharon De Silva. Sharon is a creepy little girl who has a very serious <laughs> sleepwalking problem. Um, and the movie kicks off with uh, her parents, Rose and Chris, running after her. This little girl is like literally, he, she slept walk to the edge of this giant cliff. And uh, she starts shouting Silent Hill 
in her sleep, and her parents barely save her before she walks <laughs> off. There's this big, like, there's this big creepy cross in the background, and, like, you know, yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was like, this is a hot open. I like this. Yeah, yeah. Some great. There were some great shots here. Uh, you mentioned the cross. It looked. Co- it just looked cool. Looked spooky. Um, they said the title of the movie. You know, that's always good. <laughs> so you know what you're watching. Just a, gr- a hot <laughs> open. Uh, you also get like the little snippet of like she's looking down this this gorge that she's standing in front of, and like. You you get the snippet of like I don't know what it is like going to hell or something like that down below. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. This worked. Yeah, it was cool. Not uh, you know it kind of helps that it was like simple and easier to to digest, and it wasn't like this huge rigmarole uh, text <laughs> or whatever that the came ancient before the movie. Abkhani people yeah. <laughs> uh, settled in an abandoned gold mine. I thought we were seeing the abandoned gold mine for a second. Can you imagine a, a shared universe? <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> so actually, I didn't know that Silent Hill was an actual place. I, I thought that maybe it was just like a name. So when they when they were just like, yeah, we're going to Silent Hill. I was just like, oh, uh, OK, that's a place that we can just go to. OK, yeah. Well, I th- yeah, I always thought it was like and I get I mean, the movie touches on that. And I don't I don't remember how it was in the game, but like I always had thought it's it was like a place like a like a fake town, you know what I mean? Like a Koholid Island type town, yeah. you know? So the fact in this movie, it's like a real place was kind of interesting. There was some, you know, real world, fake world going on here. Oh, absolutely. There was. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, Rose, the mother decides to take Sharon, who is uh, sleepwalking, as we just said, to Silent Hill to see what is, uh, what is going on. Silent Hill, is actually located in West Virginia. They were very specific about this. And allegedly, it is on... Uh, it's almost numero uno on this website that shows the the biggest and best ghost towns of America or something like that. I'm sitting there just being like, I would take her to, like, a doctor, but I guess you could take her yeah, to this town. Uh, yeah, like, okay. I had that same thought. That was great. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same wavelength here. I'm sure most people thought that, but it was, like, very Even Sean weird. Bean... Sean Bean, like, the next scene is, like, like take her to a doctor. Don't take her to this fucking town. Yeah, yeah. To be to be fair, it's not a it's not a plot hole. I'm sure a lot of people... I saw a lot of criticism of, like, why would she do this? And it's like, no, that's... I mean, that's the point, is, like, why is she doing this? All right, you might have to explain it to me, because I'm still just like, <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, it's not... It's not conveyed well what they're trying to get across but i think what it is we'll see it in the next scene which you know it's it's just not it doesn't connect as well but i think the idea is she's kind of being she's desperate and impulsive you know what i mean like hmm. i i, I want to help my daughter like this is this is the only thing that's gonna help i'm gonna go there and i think we we're supposed to see that with the cop like the the cop in the next scene is concerned but from our perspective, seeing what the cop is seeing, it's like you're not actually witnessing that weird of behavior, if that makes sense, you know? Right. Yeah. But anyway, that that was my um, yeah. takeaway. Oh, I can I can respect that, I guess. Um, but yeah, so the, so they're on the road, and this, like you said, this cop who I I never learned this cop's name. 
I just called her cop lady the entire time. I'm not even sure that she has a name. Maybe she does. Um, she definitely she, did. I just don't. I don't remember. She was. She's it, cool looking. Uh, she was all right. She was all right. Um, yeah. So she she ends up pulling over uh, Rose and Sharon after uh, you know confronting them in in a, in a gas station parking lot that actually very much reminded me of Resident Evil Two. By the way, oh, the opening sure. to that. Yeah. Um, and actually, also, I thought it was hilarious when like. She asks Sharon, the little girl, like, are you doing okay? And Sharon is basically like, fuck off. <laughs> like, rolls up her window. Yeah. That made me chuckle. That was a good, um, yeah. good moment. So this cop lady pulls over, uh, pulls over Rose. And at this point, I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, like, I've heard the story in this movie is kind of a mess. But, like, you know, so far, so good. This is This is making sense to me. And then, like, as soon as I write that down... I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, so Rose is pulled over and then like bolts away, drives away from this cop, which makes no sense. Like, she's not a criminal. She's not doing anything wrong. And then like um, drives through a fence at like 200 miles per hour. And I'm sitting there just being like, what the fuck? Like, no wonder this kid has issues. And and apparently she does this because Silent Hill is like this closed off town. Nobody can go in. There's only one bridge in. But yeah, I was just yeah, like, that's fuck. So yeah, that's what the idea is supposed to be. Like like I said, it's not it's not conveyed well. Um I this was sort of me thinking about it later and and rereading the plot summary because <laughs> I was like that I had that same moment there, but the idea was supposed to be the the motorcycle cop is is witnessing some sketchy behavior from her that we saw previously, like the fact that she's even doing this you know, and Sean Bean questioned it. So basically the idea is, is her being suspicious of her and her knowing that she can't tell the, the police officer what she's doing. And so her big idea is to just run away, which is supposed to further the idea that she's like desperate and compulsive and erratic or whatever. But yeah, it's just not, I don't think it's well executed or anything. That's just, but that's what I think is supposed to be happening. Uh, yeah, I I get that, and like it makes sense. But it, it like when it happened, I was just like, oh, what the what yeah. The fuck? I liked I like the idea of it, and I wish it. It's one of those things where it's like I want to defend it just because I like the idea, but like it's hard to defend because it it is as watching it. I was objectively not objectively, but I was, I was like on the same page. I was, I was confused. Like why, why is she running away right now? She's done nothing wrong in, in the police officer's eyes, you know? Like even when she got pulled over, I was just like, Oh, like she's not speeding. She's fine. Yeah. She could just say, I wasn't speeding. I'm not going to silent hill, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So the, the, it gets even like more bonkers after this, as a matter of fact. So like Rose is like speeding away. She's in her Jeep. Uh, there's this, the radio is going banana. It is like making all sorts of noise. Uh, there's yeah, this, a little, there's this <laughs> little girl on the road. And then like she, she swerves and then crashes. And uh, I was just like, like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? And it, this happened very quickly. I feel like yeah, uh, yeah. I, th- I thought it was there was uh, uh, the radio. It was just uh, a little piercing to the ears, but I thought it was this was a cool, a cool moment. The the girl appearing, 
that radio was basically what um, being behind that fire truck honking at Sam's <laughs> was like. It was so rough. many connections, yeah, to your real life here. Uh, so Rose wakes up and Sharon's gone. It's raining ash, and it uh, looks like we're officially in Silent Hill. And this town is like completely deserted. It's like it's it looks like it's snowing, but it's it's ash. It actually it looks really cool. I thought. Yeah, I think, and I think that's supposed to, I mean, that's one of the ways I feel like they got the atmosphere from the game. It's like, it's, you know, if you look at Silent Hill footage, it's real, like, foggy and spooky, you know? Um, Yeah, I thought they did a great job. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought it looked awesome, and you had just some of the music here playing, too. It was a real, I was, you know, like, I was confused about the car chase, but at this moment, I was like, I kind of forgave it, and I was just kind of like back on board because i was like oh this is this is like a captivating to to view you know yep i agree with that um she's chasing around this little girl who looks like sharon but we don't actually know if it is or not and rose is uh she's running around she's she's going down this dark corner way she's she's really getting deep into the town and uh there is this creepy ass body who i like i feel like it was still alive it's crucified to this chain link fence and then these like these little like zombie things with no faces pop up they were creepy as fuck they they actually reminded me of the pale man from pan's labyrinth um like these these things like the effects were kind of bad but they also like it kind of worked in like a almost like a minimalist kind of way i thought like i i thought that they looked creepy even though like they obviously looked dated I thought they pulled it off pretty well for like there there was definitely there was like a mix of like the like CGI and practical effects that I think I think considering the time probably probably the budget and and just what they were working with I thought they made look pretty cool and like unique even if it like in the same way that I was saying earlier where like video games kind of have these like uh, eccentricities that like of like a mainstream film would try to avoid you know right so i i thought this was pretty cool yeah i mean they definitely look creepy i actually think like every um i don't know like are they are they zombies they're you're talking about like it was like they're almost like little things well right? i i mean i just i like i was gonna say throughout the whole movie i feel like all of like the zombies and like the creatures and stuff like i feel like they all looked pretty creepy yeah, yeah, they really pulled that off. Like they were, they're all very disturbing. Just, I, yeah, that's that's a good word for it. Even but so like because before that happens is like like the world changes, right? Um, or kind of. So yeah, I mean, pretty much. So Rose is like she's about to get eaten by all of these little um like kid creature zombie things. Right, right. Before that, I mean, though, it's like because it, it was. I only I'm backing it up only because it was something I thought it's I don't know. It's not like that unique, but I thought they they did it really well. We're like even thinking about it now, like I got a little freaked out, but where she's just wandering around the foggy ash town and then like the the, uh, you know, sirens go off and everything fades to black and then it comes back and it's not like foggy town anymore, but it's like it's almost like become like, like red nightmarish nope. and freaky yeah. yeah 
like oh it, that gave me the chills and that's when like the monster monsters come out and attack and that becomes like the theme of the rest of the movie is like it's like this weird ghost town and then it turns into like this like almost like twilight version of itself you know <laughs> where it's like freaky and demonic and oh i i love i loved it i thought that was so so cool so when the siren goes does that mean that rose is then transported into like the demon world or whatever y- yeah yeah that's uh, yeah it was timed every every way and so like yeah every time that happened in the movie it would be like you'd hear the siren first so um I see. yeah i don't know like the first time i was like because the way they did it, she was like in a alleyway and the way it was shot was like there was like the light coming at the end of the alleyway and like the darkness, like the fade came from around it. And so that was cool. But then then it became ominous throughout the rest of the film because uh, you knew what that meant at that point or, you know, at least I caught on to it. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I actually like listening to you retroactively explain that. It makes more sense to me because I caught on the second time that there is a siren. I, I don't know. I guess I must have just missed the first yeah, one. Or, yeah. like, didn't really pay attention to it because I was just kind of like, oh, like, you know, shit's getting intense now. Like now all of a sudden there's zombies and stuff. Yeah. And I, but that makes sense because like after Rose's attack, she wakes up in like the diner and um, like everything's back to normal. She Like she wakes up in the in the ash version of silent hill yeah yeah so it's like yeah i liked it because it was like it's already unsettling it go it goes from like you're in the real world and then you're in like this kind of like spooky ash world <laughs> and then you know that it like kicks up the difficulty setting there even more all right so maybe you can explain this to me as well i'll try uh, so rose <laughs> uh, first of all rose wakes up and she has some uh some Johnny Cash playing, so shout out to that. But then, so she meets this old, like, hag, more or less, this witch lady. And they're, as far as I know, they're still in, like, the Ash world. So my question, uh, it was for later in the movie, but I'll just ask it now. Like, are these people real? Like, do they exist in the real world? Or do they exist in, like, a... Like, is this lady, the the old hag, is she, like, alive right now? Or is she in, like, this alternate I th- world? Uh, yeah, so I... Some things I'm not... I, I'm only guessing on. <laughs> which is which is an element I kind of liked about the movie for most of it. Was that, like, I you don't fully understand what's going on. And I think that's, cool, like, kind of cool. Because it's it's just scary, <laughs> you know? But, um... They're, they do not satisfy in other ways. But what I gathered from, I guess, the ending is that I think those people are just trapped there. Like, they might be real, but I think they are just trapped there. So, I don't I, Yeah, I don't know. Because, no, yeah, because we see later um, when Sean Bean goes there and uh, he's, like, in the same location as... Uh, yeah. His wife, like they don't see each other, so they may they may or may not be alive, but they're definitely not in like our world, I think. But, I, you know, I think you're supposed to sort of at this point, I think you're supposed to be confused by it, or at least I enjoyed being confused for a lot of the movie. So I'm wondering if there's like if there's just two alternate realities, like one of the Ash Silent Hill and then one of like <laughs> right. the Demon Silent Hill in like the real world or if like the Ash Silent Hill just trans like that's the alternate reality, but it just like 
transforms into the nightmare one after the sirens go off. I feel like that's probably the I case, think actually. Yeah, and I think that was one of the criticisms. Um, I forgot who one of our one of our pals said. Like they didn't like that the whole the whole separate world. So I'm guessing in maybe the game you you just go to Silent Hill and it's in the real right. world, but it's it's you know paranormal or whatever it's it's crazy so another reason that i was kind of having a little bit of a hard time and maybe this might have just been my uh youtube version that i was watching but like i had a i had a hell of a time hearing people a lot of the time like i had my volume just like cranked but when this old lady started talking like i couldn't hear what the hell she was saying it was that just my youtube version uh yeah probably i i think I mean, I, I get I was kind of confused because I didn't fully understand <laughs> what was going on, but I, I I could understand everything pretty well, or at least what the words they were saying. Mm, OK. Um, all right. So Silent Hill, the town we learn is closed down because there is this giant coal fire that was burning from under the town. And uh, Chris, a.k.a. Sean Bean, is on a road trip looking for Rose and Sharon. Did they ever tell us why he just didn't go with them? Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I can be, I can totally see, like, he's against the idea and he doesn't want to go, but, like, um, it seems weird that he would have stayed behind. Like, unless she just, like, fucking kidnapped her. Yeah. Her being Sharon well, and I get, her being Rose. Yeah, there might be, like, a throwaway line or something, but I feel like like in the beginning scene where he's like don't go because he's like talking to her on the phone like i it gave me the vibe i was like are they like separated or something i don't understand they're not but um but this goes along with just the fact that he was a bit more shoehorned into the movie you know so yeah yeah well he is uh he's on a road trip and and again actually i feel i i made this note right here and it says like maybe it's because I'm watching on YouTube, but again I can't. I feel like I couldn't hear anybody. Um, <laughs> oh no! Because Chris Chris <laughs> arrives and he's talking to like the cop uh, that are outside Silent Hill, and I was just like, the fuck! Like, wh- what are they? What are they saying? Oh, like, well, it's, it's like super rainy and they're like shouting in the rain. <laughs> so maybe that's yeah. why. But I so just I don't. Those, I don't remember honestly. But those cops are there because the police lady from the beginning has tracked down Rose and uh, followed her into Silent Hill and then actually arrests Rose. And then, then Rose is just like, what are you doing? Why are you arresting me? As if she didn't just drive away from a cop after she got pulled over. (laughs) Though, to to be fair, the situation they're in is so uh, unfortunate that it's like, you know... there is a sort of an element of like, okay, maybe we shouldn't be worried about this right now, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I get that. But the yeah, the I, fact that she's like, why are you arresting me? It's <laughs> kind of funny, yeah. I, I wasn't, I'm not like crazy about Rose in general, but at this at this point in the movie, I was just like, fuck, I don't like Rose at all. Like, wh- wh- like why do you think you're getting arrested? Come on. Look, the, the other thing I thought, though, was that um, she's saying like she knew she was with her daughter and she's like, all right, we're walking back to town or whatever. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. presumably miles. And it's like, so you, you are just going to leave the daughter in this 
town with volcanic, not volcanic ash, but you know, like, you know, like yeah. ash up in the air, like that seems uh, really dangerous. So I, I was kind of like, on a, I was kind of on both sides of it where it's like, maybe this isn't the best choice of the cop either, you know? No, de- well, speaking <laughs> of, so the next, the next scene, the next scene, there's like this, another one of these just like really disturbing, really creepy, pale man zombies. He has like no arms. He has kind of half a head. He's like yeah. slowly sauntering up and the cop lady's like, stop, stop moving. Like fucking shoot him. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so she gets, she gets doused with acid. It's her first something. encounter. This scene looks. Uh, was, this is a cool scene. I thought though, just like the the, the zombie looks great. Yeah, and I love I love the acid. And then I, this is this is one thing I I liked about Rose a lot in this movie was just her like the willpower, you know, <laughs> like her running away in handcuffs or whatever. I thought that was sweet. <laughs> uh, you know, on one hand, I was just like, okay, well, like if I was Rose, and I know that. The uh, the cop lady is also looking for my daughter. I probably wouldn't run away since I'm fucking handcuffed. And at no, least no, this the cop co- lady has a gun. The cop lady wasn't looking for her daughter, though. That's the thing. She was like, let's go to town. And she's like, no. I, I, no, I think I think by this point she agreed oh, to okay. look for her daughter. All right. Maybe. Fair, I, fair. I, mean, I could be wrong. It's a little confusing for sure. Like the character motivations. But I, I did just love her like running off. Like getting out of the, trying to get out of the handcuffs, you know, or just and just again, like I I loved the scenes of her just being like tormented and like screaming and running around, and so now we had her running around like handcuffed, uh, and so that would that made it even more scary. I thought it was just I, I in that moment I was like I can't I can't even imagine you know oh, this man. happening it, like. She's got balls on her, that's for sure. <laughs> sure, yeah. Damn. Uh, I actually, I have to point something out too. Cop lady's haircut, I, I don't think is very flattering. That's that's not a haircut that I I'm liking. She should have kept her helmet on. <laughs> okay, I thought she looked. I thought she looked pretty cool, but oh man, she's got like a she's get, so when I was when I was 23, I lost a bet and I bleached my hair, and I feel like cop lady is in the same boat as I was. Look, I don't know. It just wasn't working. Some for me. people can pull it off better than others. <laughs> That's true. I I sure as fuck didn't. We'll pull do it a off. poll. We'll do a poll. <laughs> All right. I'll put a picture of me with blonde hair, circa 2011, in there. It, you, it, it's you, worse. It's worse than everybody thinks. Can we do you versus her? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you're if you don't die. vote for me, then <laughs> if you don't vote for me, then by God, we're going to do Wing Commander one of these days, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's keep going here. So uh, this is another absolute great moment. I know we mentioned it earlier, but like when the what's so on the main cop in charge of the investigation and the one talking to Sean Bean, his name is Gucci. Gucci. And fucking that popped me when he said that. <laughs> I just, I don't know why. I was just like fucking Gucci. <laughs> like, I, I I was watching with Moss, but I I privately popped. I was like, huh, Gucci. Okay. And it, yeah. I was not trying to ruin the moment. <laughs> oh man uh yeah i I had to throw that in there because something there's just something so fun about that word um but yeah it's back to rose she is running around silent hill and she gets into the school and uh for whatever reason starts having flashbacks of a little girl named alessa getting bullied and this girl 
Gooey looks strangely like Sharon. Whoa. Shit. What is going on? <laughs> uh, okay, so this was pretty fucked up. Rose gets into the school bathroom and there is a corpse wrapped in like barbed wire. And this dude looks like Hannibal Lecter fucking souffle. Yeah. Oh, man. And she pulls out something out of his mouth, which I, I can't remember what it was. It was like a hotel address or something. I don't remember. Uh, it, I just, it doesn't matter. I remember her pulling something out. Oh, it was um, shoot. Yeah, it was a clue. It was a clue. <laughs> it was a clue to get her to wherever she needed to go next. You know, um, you just describing some of these things right now. I think I'm not. I'm not even alone in my home, but like I'm freaked out. <laughs> here's here is something cool. So, uh, she's getting attacked, or not attacked, but like there's a bunch of people in like gas masks banging on the door. And um, they have a little cage with a canary in it. And when I was watching this, Sam reminded me of a saying. And I don't know if you know the saying, uh, a canary in a coal mine. Have you ever heard that before? I have heard that. Because um, that, that's like uh, they would. that There's like some real life tie to that. Yeah, I don't so, know the meaning. So basically, it's a saying to kind of imply that danger is on the way. And it has roots uh, going back to like many, many, many years ago when, when miners would, uh, would bring canaries into their mines and they would use them to see, um, if there was hazardous gases like CO2 or, uh, or anything like that, because the, the CO2 would, uh, kill the canary before it would be hazardous enough to affect the humans. So if like, if the canary died, then you knew that there was like danger incoming. So I oh, thought that that was yeah, actually yeah. kind of a, a cool little, little like uh visual because they're you know they're in this coal miner town and like it's covered in ash and you know you've got this canary and sure enough there's like there's danger coming because the siren goes off yes yeah and yeah i know some of these things are just like we took a thing from the game and put it in here but it, it did feel like um things felt pretty intentional with the with the like what these creatures meant you know like once you find out more so i yes. i feel like that is that's a great example one i didn't even notice so yeah thank you i think like retroactively too like this guy in particular in the bathroom yes is oh. there for a reason and is like so fucked up for a reason which retroactively is like pretty like pretty neat, pretty nifty. Yeah, that was kind of a fun thing about this movie. It was even like even the things that I can't I couldn't put together later on because I feel like they just weren't ever explored properly or explained right or whatever. Um, there was a lot of this that I just like got a lot of enjoyment of, like just thinking about some of the finer details of aspects yeah. of this, like that guy, you know, that was cool. Yeah, 100 percent. And this dude is uh, is now come to life, unfortunately, after the siren is yes, uh, has uh, went off. Creepy as fuck. Th yeah, this was one of the most upsetting creatures in the movie, if not the most upsetting. Because <laughs> like his his uh, how do I even describe this? Basically, his back and like his legs were folded backwards, like his feet were by his head. It, it, it was fucked up, and he's still got all the barbed wire around him, and he looks like just like fucking creepy and he's slowly moving towards it like everything's transforming uh roses yeah. in hell he like puts I'm, his I'm hand just, on the wall and like oh um, 
I don't even know how to describe it, but it's just like gross, like almost like vine, like, you know, whatever starts coming out of his hands on the wall and kind of enveloping everything. It it looked really cool and scary. <laughs> De- yeah, definitely scary. Um, oh, yeah. Just ooh, getting the getting the shivers there. The but yeah, so everything's yeah. transforming. This dude's like slowly stalking. And then then you see pyramid head and i actually popped for this because this was the only (laughs) thing that i knew about silent hill before like going into this movie and i I, you know i think it it would have been easy for this guy to look like really cheesy but i actually think he was pretty creepy yeah yeah no he was cool he that that's probably the most and i think someone said something about him maybe the most kind of like we had to put this in here you know like you couldn't make a Silent Hill thing without Pyramid Head, but I think they yeah. did a great job incorporating this into the film. But I, again, speaking as someone who doesn't really know what what he means in the games, you know? Yeah, I, I have no idea. I think, like, their explanation for it was good enough. Like, like I mean, like, you got, like, random zombies running around anyways. Like, why not have Pyramid Head, you know? Yeah, I, I think... Yeah, I think he's supposed to, like kind of be represent the cult that we come to learn in the movie so like it kind of it kind of fits okay okay yeah um so at this point too um like you said earlier we're we're getting shots of uh of chris and gucci in in the school (laughs) and like when i was watching it i i really was confused because like i was like i think that's the same place but like they're not beside each other is she like in another dimension or something and like I, I feel like by this point, it should have been abundantly clear that, like, Rose was in a, another dimension. So I feel like that didn't necessarily work. But, I mean, I guess, uh-huh. you know, kind of whatever at this point, right? I, I just like the scene. I thought it was cool. Like, I it just because they had, had some of that music playing. And uh, I just liked when they were standing in the same place and, like, you could hear the, the whispers between the world. Um I was I was very confused by the nature of this, um, yes. but again, I don't know. I don't know if I would have also liked if they like over explained it either. You know, I I, I kind of like the mystery, but, you know, I feel like there's a middle ground they maybe could have struck upon more. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have liked it if Rose was like, we're in another dimension. <laughs> yeah, um, right. but like maybe just like something a little bit more. Like, like you could you could have had the scene where like Rose is still in the bathroom and Sean Bean was in the bathroom and like they, it's very clearly like they're in the same spot but they're not there because like at the time they like uh, Gucci and Chris were in the hallway but like Rose was kind of in a hallway but like it looks so I different you, that yeah. it's like how can you you don't necessarily know that it's the same place if that makes sense yeah yeah they could have maybe a more recognizable landmark or something. Um, yeah, or, or like maybe something like that. I feel like just knowing it now and thinking about it makes it cooler in my mind too. So that's that might be part of it too. Is now I think about it and I yeah. kind of know what's going on there, and I I just think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Um, all right, so cop lady shows up. She is also in the Silent Hill dimension and saves Rose's ass just when she's about to be eaten again. And uh, I was just like, okay, well, that was good of her, I guess. I don't know if I would have done that if I was cop lady, but whatever. Dude, this next you scene <laughs> is the best scene in the movie. The oh. best scene. Okay. I, I'm, I'm putting it down there. So 
Cop Lady and Rose are in this room. Pyramid Head is trying to get in. He's like, he's putting his sword through the wall. There's like, there's little bugs coming in. Yeah, it's, that's it's just yeah. like, it's hard as fuck. Like, it's, <laughs> it's creepy. No, it was really intense. I still don't think metal was playing, you know? <laughs> like, it's just, uh, I appreciate the restraint of uh, getting, you know, of not getting like a, a, a Slipknot again. <laughs> I don't know. I think you got to have a couple Uzis for Slipknot to show up or like <laughs> yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely call for at least an Uzi. Uh, or two or or, <laughs> or five, whatever. But yeah, I, I loved the scene. I was just like, uh, I was into it. I, it was intense. Yeah. It was uh, like I was I wasn't on the edge of my seat necessarily. But, uh, you know, metaphorically speaking, you were freaked out. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. I- yeah, I'm so su- I'm surprised that that we both had as much fun as we did. Um, you know, it's uh, it doesn't last too too long, and now that I'm thinking about it, I can't remember how it ends or why it ends. But there uh, there are some it. it's there's some good and bad to this, but like I think of like the first attack that happens when it's like the little children creatures, and it just it does just kind of end like she falls down and then wakes passes out and wakes up which is you know that's kind of freaky on its own but uh i also it also is kind of like oh what what happened you know yeah i I don't know like maybe maybe like the siren is supposed to signal that nighttime is falling and that's when like all the evil shit comes out yeah maybe nighttime is over i don't know and i guess also too like um because what we kind of find out about this world is that it's um you know, spoilers, but the world's it's kind of like um, like a purgatory type situation, you know, like we said, we don't know if the people are dead or whatever, or if they're just stuck right. there. But the, I guess that kind of idea is like death isn't the scary thing, really. Right. It's it's the psychological torture. <laughs> yep, I agree. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it just kind of ends just kind of stops which whatever uh, it was still a great scene it was great yeah. but um would have uh like i'm just i'm thinking about it now and like i just literally don't remember how or why it ended not i guess it doesn't matter but whatever um so yeah <laughs> cop lady and rose they make it out they find some girl named anna and uh, she's part of like this cult i can't remember what they're called the brethren or something like that mm, yeah. Uh, yeah they find a clue <laughs> and it takes them to a hotel, so that's where they got to go. They got to go to room 111 in a hotel. And how is this for one of the lines of the movie? Cop lady, like deadpan says, I used to hear people say this place is haunted. I think they were right. Fucking no <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I remember that too. That was a great, just a great. I loved of, it. <laughs> yeah. Just in case uh, you didn't know. I don't know. So, so this Anna... Uh, girl is unfortunately not not all there and she's like babbling about uh, this cult that she's a part of and how like her elders used to burn witches and stuff like that and at the same time this is going on bad boy Chris is breaking into a police station he's finding some classified documents and he finds a picture of a deceased girl who died of third degree burns named Alessa who happens to look exactly like Sharon. Ooh. 
<laughs> I, you know what? I, I actually feel that like this is a criticism, and again, of the movie, but like this movie is way too long. Um, oh, I, I feel okay. like they could have, uh, I feel like they could have maybe streamlined how this worked or how they like rolled out the reveal. Cause like the reveal of this Alessa Sharon thing is pretty cool, but like, I feel like it just takes forever and ever and ever to get there. I don't know. What are, you, do you agree with that? <laughs> I'm pr- so I'm going to compare it probably to, um, People might get mad at me for comparing it to this movie because it would probably be considered way better. But it reminded me of Us a little bit, where most of the movie is freaky. You don't really know what's going on, but you know it's kind of a metaphor for stuff. And and in, in that movie, it 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 makes sense. Like you already kind of get it as it's going on, you know. Um, right. But the, and then there is a reveal that kind of adds more context to it that I think is cool, but it's just like, I I remember the scene in us where, uh, the, the, the evil version or whatever, the, 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 the bizarro version, like it kind of explains the backstory, like just a little too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this movie had that as well, where it's like, the, we get to the reveal later and it's like, I feel like you could have more subtly put some of this information throughout the movie and ex- just explained a little bit less. And, and like so a lot of people would have been turned turned off, I think, because it's like, you know, what happened? I don't understand. But I think on the other end, it would have made for just a more an even more interesting, you know, film right. to engage with because you you could just kind of draw your own meaning out of certain things you know uh, there is also a certain reward to like piecing things together for yourself it's like i i get that i, I like i did like the scene in uh, a little bit later here where they kind of give you the background but like um maybe i agree with what you said there it seems like it, it seems like as cool as all these scenes beforehand were like there's a lot of just like running from point a to point b and like you just have no idea what the fuck's going on and like now you're finally starting to get like a little bit of a clue, but like we're an hour into the movie at this point. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it, it just kind of, it could have been streamlined and condensed. I feel like and, and achieved everything that it still achieved. It could have still had the mystery, you know, with still some more stuff. It, and it's not like they weren't because even earlier where they, they encountered the mother just like in the street or whatever. And she sees the picture. She's like, that's, you know, that's my daughter or whatever she says. So like, it's not like it wasn't already there, you know. So like, yeah, you know, I, I guess that's true. That's true. So I feel like they could have um, put some of this other information in there, or like, you know, again, not describe it like, you know, not have a scene where they go to that bathroom with the with the one guy in the barbed wire and go, "Hey, it looks like a like in a in a video game where you find find like a note, you know, that describes who he is or anything." Yeah, but, but you know what I mean, where it's like. You can kind of get some more, get some more detail without it being too much. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, okay, let's keep uh, let's keep it going here. The Rose gets to room one eleven and finally finds this little girl that she's been uh, chasing after. This girl is actually Alessa, and uh, she sets herself on fire. This is a cool little little scene actually, and it's it's a great gif as well. Yeah, yeah, it's real, you know, it's Freaky Children is kind of a, it's kind of cheap, but 
it's a cheap pop, you know, but it was pretty freaky. Uh, it's cheap, but it's effective. Yeah. I think this is great. This is good stuff, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, for sure. So the the siren goes off, and you know what that means. Actually, so time, this baby. actually confirms that this is the... So the, the Ash universe and the Hell universe are the same universe, because you see, like, a hundred people running into the church. So maybe that is what it means. Just when it's nighttime, that, like, it's time for you know people to hide and like everything turns to hell i think that sounds right yeah yeah and so they all they all get in the church because they're like safe there or something right um yeah actually i think uh now that you say that we actually do have a line later in the movie that kind of uh you know puts a point on that um yeah everybody's (laughs) running into the church um not everybody exactly makes it in though the, the old hag lady is back, and uh, Alessa is her daughter, we find out. And uh, Pyramid Head is here, and this dude, Pyramid Head, just brutally murders this Anna girl, like, rips her fucking skin off. God it, damn. Yeah, it was... It was awesome. <laughs> like, it was, it was, frankly, it was yeah. brutal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good shit. Good shit. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just like, what the fuck? Are these people real? And like, I'm, I wrote this while I'm watching it. And now I think, you know, as we said, it doesn't really matter if they're real, not they're, they're real in some kind of extent. But uh, here we go. Um, we're going back and uh, we're going to our second orphanage in a row for virtual theater, actually. A second crooked orphanage. Which <laughs> what is can you Right <laughs> by a crooked nun, it seems like. Uh, so Chris is there. He's trying to get answers about uh, Sharon. I guess I probably should have mentioned that they adopted Sharon. Probably uh, a vital oh, piece. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. important. Yeah. I, I love this. I can't remember what that little, uh, what that prayer or whatever is called. But like there's a shot of like the nun, uh, you know, telling all the all the orphan kids to say a prayer. Like it's the opening prayer or it's the opening line from like Enter Sandman where they're talking about pray to the Lord, my soul to take oh, or whatever. Creepy kid. Yeah. Good shit. That was good shit. I was just, I was sitting there kind of like Enter Sandman was starting to play in my head. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, all right, so Gucci shows up and he arrests Chris. And uh, yeah. I, I I was a little bit, at this point again in the movie, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, is Alessa Sharon's mother? Like, I thought she was dead. And the movie's kind of saying both. So, like, again, at this point, it's... Uh, you know, it's it's pretty up in the air. There's pretty pretty big mystery, but you know, I guess I guess I should have just stuck with it because we get our answer soon enough. <laughs> the leader of this cult that uh, I think is called the the Brethren. I don't know what her name is, but she's like she's this uh, kind of cool. uptight lady. Uh, yeah, uh, she was all right. She reminded me of an actress from another movie, and I can't for the life of me put my put my finger on it. Maybe it's from like mm. Downton Abbey or something. I don't know. She actually, that actress, I can't remember her name now. I feel bad. She plays um, the villain in like one of the better next generation Star Trek movies. Um, and she's really good in that, too. I feel like she, oh, yeah, she's go. just got a she's got a great villain vibe, you know. She's yeah, she was definitely an understated villain. She's like a she's a fanatic in this movie. This like religious yeah. fanatic. And I don't know, I don't know what exactly she says here, but it's something along the lines of like, she's talking to Rose and uh, she's just like, only the demon knows where Sharon is. If you memorize this map, 
you can find <laughs> the demon and he'll he'll tell you. And I'm this like, is a okay. video game. Yeah. Yeah. As cool. And then and then Sharon like memorize or Sharon Rose memorized this maps, uh, this map. And then when they actually get to where they're going, she just runs in a straight line and gets there. But I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> but um, so the fanatics lead Rose and the cop lady to like this giant elevator to go see the demon. And then they see Rose's locket, which has a picture of Sharon. And they turn on her and they beat the fucking uh, cop lady to death. Poor girl. And uh, there there you go. The, the cop lady lets Rose make her getaway. And I was, this was like, to me, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was, I felt like a little disorientated by everything at this point. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, I don't know, I thought it was all right. <laughs> I liked, um, I liked the idea even though that like just through stuff, obvious stuff from earlier, but the idea of like her and the cop kind of working together by the end, you know, right. like the kind of sacrifice or whatever. But, um, you know, they didn't, they didn't really sell it well, but I was, I was kind of still like in that moment, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, you know, this scene was kind of, um, this scene was kind of representative of Silent Hill as like a whole where like it looked cool. It was kind of cool, but it didn't really make a lot of sense. But like, yeah, you're just kind of like, OK, well, whatever. This is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't totally land. That's <laughs> what I would say. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, so Rose goes down and this is another great scene in the movie. Actually, you know what? This might be this might be a contender for the best scene in the movie, too. She goes down. Okay. She takes his elevator to hell. And, like, there's, like, 30 zombie nurses that Rose has to walk through. Oh, yeah. This is so, yeah, this is so freaky. This was intense because none of the none of the fucking things have faces. So that's creepy. This um, is really upsetting. Like, I I don't, you're going to have to describe this and I don't, I don't want to listen to it right now. <laughs> okay, so uh, how, how I think it goes is, like, Rose has a light and the zombies are attracted to the light. So she... She turns it off and she puts it down. So all the zombies like stop, like they're motionless. And she like is slowly walking through them. And then like you can see them start to twitch as she's walking through. And then one of them like slashes another fucking nurse zombie. And then like they all start brawling with each other, like cutting each other. Yeah, it was like, fuck. It was really freaky. A bit of a cartoon victory where you like go into the to the big brawl and you come out unscathed because they're all fighting each other. And you just like literally crawl away. <laughs> but it was, I mean, in the moment it was uh, very, yeah, very tense, very disturbing. Was it ever? All right. So Rose, again, she just, she memorized this map. She just runs in a straight line and gets to the demon's room. And we see who the demon is. This demon is Alessa, this little girl. And Alessa yes. starts giving her her backstory this and yeah the way, that, the way that this was shot was actually pretty cool i thought it was like kind of grainy and like uh, I, I don't know how you, how you would describe it but like i i liked it it yeah it looked cool and she was doing some voiceover this is the scene i was actually more comparing to us where it's like they kind of described so much all at once and right. and uh like, I don't know, I guess it's a it's a kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, because they like dispel a lot of the, you know, a lot of the the inform they just give you all the information all at once. And 
you know, it's it's never as like good as <laughs> as it had built, you know, been built up for. But then at the same time, it's like, well, I could have used some more of this information earlier or something. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's just kind of like spread out. So it's more digestible. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the mystery and I love the, you know, I, I also love a good. There's a lot of um, I've I love a lot of stories where, like, by the end of it, like, you can't actually comprehend what happened because that's scary to me, too. Like the the fear of kind of the unknown, you know, but you know that's that can only get you so far in a movie like this i guess yeah there's uh there's a lot to unpack here in uh in this kind of explanation or origin story if you will so let's dive right into it um alessa starts talking to rose and tells her that alessa was called a witch as a kid and the the fanatic lady the leader of the cult hated her because she had no father uh, that was really at the the root of it. So because she was uh, allegedly, or quote-unquote, an unpure child that had no father, the fanatic lady hated her from birth. Um, it's implied that Alessa was actually raped by the school janitor, who is that guy that we saw in the bathroom earlier, which is, like, yes. pretty heavy. Um, yeah. And there is a secret meeting at the hotel in room 111, where Alessa's mom, the old hag, basically sells her out and turns her over to this cult so that they can burn her alive. Although things didn't go exactly as planned. Uh, the the ashes that they're the coals that they were using to burn her, um, I guess they got they got turned over and they spilt everywhere. And that's actually how the real fire of Silent Hill started. So that's why the town is all fucked up. Um, Gucci, our boy Gucci, actually got in there and saved Alessa. Before she was completely dead, but now she lives in like a vegetative state. Her body is completely burnt, and uh, we actually see an adult Alessa. Uh, I think in real in in real time in this alternate world, and the little girl reveals herself to be Dark Alessa, the <laughs> the uh, personification of Alessa's hatred. Do I have that right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Like her. Her rage or whatever, like, created Dark Alessa or whatever. I don't really, Oof. I don't fully understand how, like, it, that's, but that's also kind of just like the, um, I don't know, actually, I kind of like that, that it, that's, like, uh, the supernatural thing is all spawned from sort of, like, something that you could never explain how it happened, you know? Like, she, yeah, it's just like a manifestation of her anger or whatever, you know? And you know what? I, I'm watching this, and I'm like, okay, I'm into it. I like this. Yeah. Uh, well, I wasn't at the time. Like I said, I felt like it was a cool, you know, it was a cool moment. But then it, I feel like it just went on for so long. But then again, later on, you know, thinking about it and, you know, what the ramifications of it all were. I was like, okay, that's that's cool. I like the I like that sort of build up, you know, like the cult. Um the cult, their fanaticism, like they kind of had a self-fulfilling prophecy almost, you know, like they they made her into a monster and they brought their doom upon themselves. And now they're like forever trapped in purgatory because of it, I thought was kind yes. of that was that's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It, you know what? It was uh, it was kind of weird, too, because like 
I I kept on expecting like them to maybe throw another twist at you that like Dark Alyssa was actually like she had some ulterior motives and like she wasn't going to honor her deal with Rose and like she didn't care about saving Sharon and stuff like that. But like really Dark Alyssa was I mean like she was a baby face pretty much. Yes. And that's something I really like about what what comes next, I guess. Uh, well, let's get to what comes next. Um, and actually, so we should also explain that Sharon is the manifestation of whatever good was left in Alessa. And they decided to uh, transport her into the real world, I guess. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Who, something who like did? that. I don't, I, or that was, I don't know who did. Was that who Gucci sa- saved, I think? Well, I think so. But like. Wouldn't that mean that Gucci is part of this town's purgatory too? May- who, mm, who the fuck knows? Someone let us know. Maybe she like escaped and Gucci found her. I don't know. Um, I know that for sure. Alessa's mom tipped off Gucci, and that's why he showed up and like saved her. And they, this also is actually the babyface turn for Gucci too, because at this point you're just like, is this guy a good guy or a bad guy? <laughs> like he seems kind of crooked. You find out Chris he's Gucci. Yeah. I don't know. He he, he, he is Gucci. There he you just go. for some reason doesn't want what happened exposed. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He just uh, doesn't want people to have Silent Hill theories. Yeah, yeah. Let us, let us know at Virtual Theater X. Um, but yeah, so we have kind of our our final showdown coming up. Uh, Dark Alyssa says that she cannot get into the church, so that explains why everyone hides there at night. But that Rose can, so like. Rose absorbs Dark Alyssa into her body. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. <laughs> I was, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm down for this. All right. Yeah, uh, there's, I guess. So that was, I don't know. That was just something I liked about, um, the there was another added element. I think that there was just a lot of uh, storylines around, like like being a mother or whatever <laughs> involved, you know? And so I love that, like she literally had to like carry who is essentially her child in to, to this church, you know? And there's, I don't know. There's just a lot of like stuff in here. That's sort of about like the, the spiritual bond between mother and daughter, you know? They, so they keep on, they, they trot out this line a couple times about how like, uh, in the eyes of a child, a mother is God or something. I thought that line uh-huh. was like so bad, and they used it like like three or four times. And I was just yeah. like, "Stop!" A little corny. I, I I liked what it was getting at, but it, maybe it's a little on the nose. For me, it's, the it's like up the nose. <laughs> the best per- personification of this all to me was just her taking her in <laughs> to her body. You know that was, I don't know. I just thought that was cool looking too all right so i guess the the plot what's going on here is uh dark Alyssa has said that uh the fanatics are going to purify quote-unquote sharon so aka burn her alive which is bad news bears because the fanatics find sharon find, it, it seems that uh, the old hag is been stashing sharon away at her place but they find her and they bring her to the church and things are looking uh looking pretty bad um, we find out actually the cop lady is still alive, which is kind of a neat little reveal before she's like instantaneously oh my God. killed. That was, yeah, that was one of the better deaths or whatever. One of the better scary moments was 
them like like it's it's cool too because um uh, like for a moment it's it's just in the acting because it's not like they don't like throw her into the fire they have her roasting like a marshmallow yeah. you know and so it's just kind of like it's more of like imagining that but then she like bursts into flames you know like like a marshmallow would if you hold this close to the fire and it's i, I mean like awful. actually when i was watching it i was like why the fuck is she like starting to peel like she's not that close is she but i mean i guess at that point the fire was like pretty intense and and whatever so that was that was pretty gruesome yeah yeah very freaky uh well the, it looks like the same fate is about to befall sharon but uh um rose is here to the rescue she bursts in and uh she starts trying to turn all of the other like people in the church against the the main fanatic lady but it doesn't work the fanatic lady stabs her in the heart and then let me see if i get this right out of the out of the wound in rose's chest start comes this black blood which creates a <laughs> portal to hell and uh, i'm just like fuck yeah okay let's do it, it. Is so sick yeah dark alessa comes out of this hole and you know what gooey i'll, I'll let you take us away for this this was something oh, else i can't even describe it like well like, she just totally uh rains hell down upon everyone right like barbed wires coming out and and oh my god she, like barbed wire tentacles everywhere and like uh, everyone's just getting like viciously torn apart uh, and the fanatic lady like the lead fanatic lady especially is like so oh so this barbed wire is like around her hands and feet and like pulling her apart right uh, the, the worst okay this is the worst part so like the the barbed wire like pulls her legs apart and then it goes up through her oh presumably, yeah like kind of like i don't know if that was supposed to be like a like a rape thing to as revenge or whatever but like holy fuck and it goes up completely and like tears her in half it's very freaky um but yeah this was this was the thing that i i was referencing earlier where it's like where you're talking about like where she's the baby face in this and this is like the big moment of triumph where it's like okay we've got We've completed our mission, but it's just this like massacre. Oh, you, you man. know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, and she's like smiling and everything. And she like, uh, you know, she spares her mother and all this stuff. And it's, that's supposed to be like, or I don't know what it's supposed to be, but it's kind of like, oh, wow. She, you know, she spared her mother. It's so nice. <laughs> you know, it's, but it's just so, I, everything's so awful. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, the, the sparing her mother thing didn't land with me at all. I actually like barely even acknowledged it. I was like, okay, whatever. (laughs) I just, it just made me think about how weird it was that this was the, like the triumph, you know? (laughs) I mean, literally it's just like her revenge. Like that's all she wanted. Like there's no real greater lesson. It's just like revenge, which, you know, I can be okay with just like, I, I, I thought that something else was coming, particularly when. You see at the end, Dark Alessa, she comes up and, like, um, she sees Sharon and they're looking at each other. And again, the scene just ends. Oh, yeah, I guess so. But, that, yeah, I guess that's sort of... I guess that's sort of uh, thematic, in a way, because... Um, 
I, I think it's implied that, like, they fused and merged together, and, like, they are now one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I could have used maybe, like, just a little bit of an extra something, like, because... No, this is the third time that, like, it just stops. Like, maybe, the scene just stops, and they yeah. wake up. Well, so, well, yeah, but I guess at that point, they kind of just got what they wanted or whatever. Um... For me, that one kind of works just because it is like, um, you know, at this point now we know that Alessa was the one kind of creating all these nightmares and stuff like that. So, right. like, the fact that it's like, it's over is like, it's over, you know, they can kind of be at, at peace or whatever. Or, I, you or know, so I you think, think, you know. Even if there was a scene, or like in that scene, if there would have been a moment where like, Sharon and Alessa are facing off and you just like you have your doubts and you're just like Alessa's gonna gonna turn she's gonna destroy uh Sharon because she wants control of like her body or something like that or like if there was that tension or something like that and then they all of a sudden they they fused and like maybe they left you on a mystery of like who's actually in control like that would have worked for me but it's Mm. just like it just kind of like it just stops you know maybe the idea was because she was calling out for Silent Hill like maybe the idea is um where you know she's it's it's not her she's not complete you know what i mean like yeah. she's just the good side of herself but she has to go and like take in her dark side or whatever i don't know i don't know yeah <laughs> I, I could get that um and so we kind of see like again actually another instance of like this time, really, the movie just ends. Like, you kind of see Chris back at home, and, like, you see Sharon and Rose, and, like, are they in the same reality? Are they not? Uh, it's, it doesn't look like they are, but, like, the movie just ends. No, well, because they... No, I I think it was done all right, because they go there, and it's still all, like, cloudy, even when they get home. It's, like, all ashy, and they're sitting across from Sean Bean, but, like, they can't see each other, you know? Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know. Okay. I'll give. I'll give you that. That was okay. Thinking about yeah. it now, I do kind of like it. Um, um, just because. So like, you know, they were living. They all the people were like living in this like purgatory or whatever, and Alessa put an end to that. Like they're not. They're not there anymore. They're dead. <laughs> Presumably, they're all in hell or whatever. You know, she probably sent them to hell. I don't know. But um, <laughs> uh. But I like the idea of like, okay, you've done that, you've got your revenge, but like, like now you forever are stuck here, you know, like right. that's I I like that as kind of like the reverse, like punishment for the revenge, you know, it's kind of a a monkey's paw or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I can I can yes. buy that. <laughs> I can buy that. I'll take that as a victory. Um, <laughs> and there you go. That's it. Movie's over. That's, it that's it is abrupt. Wrote. It is definitely abrupt for sure. I I would have liked to see Pyramid Head. I think in the climax of that movie, I was disappointed that he didn't come back. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Though he did get he did get his uh he got his shit in, you know. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. To me, like again, like knowing nothing about Silent Hill, like he's at least the one thing that I know from the game. So like it would have been cool, I think, to see him like at the end. Yeah, he should have been. Not in that there. it was a bad ending, but he could have been just like there on the side, 
kind of slashing up some people and like have you know show them killing people in gruesome ways why not yeah i I mean why the fuck not um okay let's do uh some cleanup here this movie made a hundred million bucks worldwide at the box office on a 50 million dollar budget so pretty good one of the better video game movie halls of of all time really at that time in particular yeah and you know and it, it it just it has its like fan base right so i feel like it it comes out on top in that regard yep yep i can't argue that uh critics didn't love it they gave it 31 percent from rotten tomato audience score is double that 62 percent the consensus silent hill is visually impressive but as with many video game adaptations, it's plagued by inane dialogue, a muddled plot, and an overlong runtime. Reading that, I actually can't disagree with any of that. That that is definitely fair. I I'm yeah, I would definitely take everything I said with a grain of salt. I'm being a bit, maybe a bit more forgiving, and I don't know why because I'm not like I said, I'm not like a fan of the series. But I I was just kind of sucked into the world. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it, you know, it does have its charm for sure. This movie, uh, and actually, it we asked for uh, our listeners to you know give us their thoughts. They'll be featured on the on the show, and we had a lot of responses for this when we asked everybody in virtual theaters Discord, which of course you can check out. Um, so let's go through them right here. Mossies, who you happen to watch the movie with, said, uh, "Quote." In terms of pure atmosphere, it's one of my favorite movies. Not just video game movies, it's favorite movies. So, there you Shout go. Shout out. <laughs> uh, the plot is all over the place. Things don't make any sense. You never understand why things are happening, but I love it. And Dark Alessa is one of my favorite characters. It's one of my favorite movie scores soundtrack as well. It's really good. Uh, yeah. You know, okay. Uh, you know, I don't really disagree with what he said. I think Dark Alyssa was good. Uh, the plot, you know, it is what it is. It doesn't make any sense. Good music. Yeah, when he no, when he posted that, I thought like, because we, um, we watched it pretty late, and I was just like, uh, yeah, I gotta go home, uh, and, or yeah, we watched, yeah, we watched it, and by the time it ended, I was like falling asleep, so I was like, I gotta go to bed, but um, yeah. he posted that stuff right after, cause, and um, it was like, wow, it's like we didn't even discuss it, but I we came down. Like, I felt like he was describing how I felt about it in a lot of ways. Not that it's my favorite movie or anything, but the, all the other stuff he said. Uh, David Wayne Nystrom says, Honestly, it's hard to put my finger on it. It just feels not right. It's been a minute since I played the original, but I thought there was more connection with the father character and his daughter rather than the mother and daughter in relation to the story. Um, I think you nailed it earlier when you were talking about that, Goo. I, I think that, like, it's just the writing of the movie rather than because the mother and like is there instead of the father perhaps the rating yeah. is just far better in the game i don't know yeah or you know it, yeah there's just so there's so many ways that it's hard to translate a video game into a movie you know one is just the pure amount of content um and you know in silent hill i'm sure you're kind of allowed to explore and dive deeper into like the meaning yes. of everything so, but I like I liked in this that they kind of went with um, this this mother approach, even if that one line was kind of a cheesy dialogue. I like the connection <laughs> between yeah, all was, the yeah. That was just a machismo line that they kept on using. <laughs> Good grief! Uh, David's wife chimes in. She needed to get her shit into this episode too. So hell yeah! <laughs> shout out to David's wife. Um, 
It really bothered her. This is David speaking on behalf of his wife. Uh, It really bothered her that it wasn't the dad because it was supposed to be his story and stuff. Secondly, although he was awesome and iconic, Pyramid Head had no business being there. He was specific to the second game and the protagonist in it, James, uh, I guess has some connection to Pyramid Head. There are some other smaller issues she had with the movie, but she says she'd have to sit down and dig into it. So that's from Mm -hmm. David's wife. Um, okay. <clears throat> Again, not knowing anything about Pyramid Head, I was just like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's... Yeah, I definitely knew there was some, like, he, like, symbolizes the character's grief in the game, or something like that. Uh, you know, some something that I'm not doing justice to. Whereas in this, it, it it's like, like I said, I was like, I think I read that he's supposed to represent the cult or something. Like, it, it's not fully explained, but, like, there's... It doesn't need to be either, I think. Like, it maybe just uh, that's a benefit of watching this as not a like super yeah. fan of this game or anything. Yeah, totally. I, I think I'm with you there. Uh, Kristen Rosario says, I enjoyed how in the, ri- the original game, it was a single father looking for his daughter. I wasn't a fan of them switching the single mom with the single father. So uh, maybe there's just something like written really well in the original game because, like, we, we had a lot of people kind of echo this sentiment. I don't know. Again, I I think it's just, like, obviously the story in this isn't good. I'm sure the story, or it's not fully there. Probably is better in the game. Um, You know what? I'm going to come out against all our friends. I think, <laughs> I think you guys are just being a little bit too, like, well, it's different from the game. So I don't like it. That's That's my hot take. You guys can debate me. That's how um, I feel. I don't think you're wrong. I, I think that, like, you know, as we said earlier, too, like, Rose isn't especially likable as a character, I don't think. As, like, particularly in the first half of the movie. Because um, uh-huh. she's, like, she's just doing stuff that doesn't make sense or, like, uh, you know, like, she's making these irrational decisions and stuff like that. So, like, perhaps you see... And, like, by comparison, you see Chris, uh, Sean Bean, and he's, like... You know, he's he's kind of the voice of reason where it's like, let's take her to the doctor. Let's do this. Let's do that. So maybe that kind of amplifies it that it's changed from the game as well. I don't know. Yeah, I think you would have had the same problem where there's just a lot of shorthand in the writing to, like, get the get the journey going, you know, so like there's just a lot of like leaps in logic. And I'm I just feel like that that would probably exist if Sean Bean was the main character, too, you know. All right. I love this last comment. This is from our Lord Lincario. She says, I never played the game or watched the movie. I don't know what she's doing commenting on this, but here we go. <laughs> well, but what I are suppose, we doing? <laughs> yeah, but, but I suppose it's like watching a cutscene from a game you've never played. You don't know what the hell the story is, but you're just like, and she put an upside down smiley face here. And then you actually experience it and you're like, and she put a confused smiley face here. You know what? Pretty, pretty apropos. I I don't know if it is, because I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think that's exactly the point. I don't know what that means. I don't know what this movie meant. I think it's I think it fits. I think that's good. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, so we neither of us have played the game, so I'm going to skip over our question about capturing the essence of the game. Um, fuck it. Let's, just, let's, let's get right to it, Goo. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, I'm going to say the thumbs up, you know, it's like if if you're if it's this is purely like 
should I watch this movie? I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's an interesting movie. Um, and it, it definitely, um, it definitely gets at something that like a video game movie, uh, could be, you know, just in terms of capturing the essence or like vibes of a game, you know, um, whether or not the story was all there, that's, you know, that's another thing, but it's sometimes a movie can just be interesting and that's fine, you know? Uh, you know, I am, I'm still, uh, like undecided. Mm -hmm. Um, this is the one video game movie where like typically you see like fans of the series, um, a little bit more accepting of the movie where like with Silent Hill, it seems like the people that were fans of the series actually didn't really like the movie with the exception of Mossy's. So, um, you know, this is like, this is truly a thumbs in the middle for me. Like I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Um, you know, I've you know, seen I've seen a lot of people who are fans, and it's not people I know personally. Definitely with our select group, it's it's right. seems a little bit more against it. But I've I've seen a lot of people like say like, no, actually, this is one of the good ones, which I don't fully, you know, I don't fully agree with. But it, I've I, I have seen that. So you know, what? I I think. I think I'm gonna say thumbs up, um, yes. because you know there there's some cool shit in here. It's got like Dark Alessa and like Pyramid Head, and uh, you know it's got some. It's like the acting is is decent, right? Like it's yeah, uh, I like, yeah, I like the acting. In this. I, I feel like if I thumbs down this, this would be one where like retrospectively, when we watched Silent Hills two, I would have been like, "Fuck, I should have just thumbs up Silent Hill one because it's way better than this." You uh, know what I mean? You're giving yourself some wiggle room. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I mean, like it's not, it's not on the upper echelon of virtual theater movies by any means, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a soft thumbs up, I guess. I think it's worth again just recommending as as just kind of a unique experience, you know, and and also just um. You know they change. Obviously, they just change things from the game. But but one thing you can you can't say about it is that they like tried to shy away from you know elements of the game. Like you know what I mean. Like if this was uh, any other movie, kind of in that period, they would be like, "How do we make this um, feel like other movies feel like? Okay, we're making a movie based on a video game. What's another?" non-video game movie we can make it like you know what i mean like um let's make tomb raider like whatever uh some adventure indiana jones indiana jones let's make or even more so you know let's make uh pirates of the caribbean into prince of persia where this it doesn't feel like you know they 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 didn't go let's make silent hill into like whatever the hot horror thing was then it it felt like it felt like let's make a Silent Hill movie. So yeah, that's I I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, and you know it, you know uh, you you convinced me. I think that that was the right choice. You know, I I didn't have like strong thoughts one way or the other. Uh, you know, after hearing that, okay, I can <laughs> okay good. You know, it, like, Great. Like obviously there is some some dedication and um and some love behind There's the love project in there. yeah yeah so you know i i can say thumbs up for that we hope that you guys can definitely see the love that we poured into this episode because uh you know it was 
It was another long one, but it was another good one. And I think that uh, we had a good episode. I would argue our episode, as usual, is probably better than the movie itself. But um, wow. yeah, here we are at the end. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think so. Maybe if we add some like spooky piano music right here. Uh, you know, it, it was a soft <laughs> thumbs up for Silent Hill, but it's like a hard thumbs up for, for this show, for sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, Gooey, shall we get to what is going to be going on the next, next show that we get to? Yes, this this is going to be a good one. All right, so guys, as you all know, Virtual Theater is the only podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them <laughs> that lets you pick what movie we cover next, so... Uh, this is real easy. You guys should all know the drill by now. It's at Virtual Theater X over on Twitter. You have one week to vote in a poll. The poll will be up shortly after this this episode is released. Go and check it out. Uh, next episode is going to be all about Pokemon. Pokemon the movie three is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, the the unknown mystery or something. I don't know. <laughs> the third Jesus. Pokemon movie. with It's, it's the third Pokemon movie. Yeah. So that's going to be coming up next. Uh, it feels like, uh, it feels like it's been a few weeks since we've done a Pokemon movie. So excited <laughs> to catch up with Ash and, and see what him and Pikachu are up to. But next, next episode, you can influence what we are covering. I like to call this the, uh, the guy with a gun pack gooey. We've got some bangers on here, so let's get going here. Hell Poll yeah. option number one, Max Payne. Hell yeah. Now this this has uh, Mark Wahlberg in it, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I actually have this movie and the next movie in our poll on a one of those like two-for-one DVDs that you buy at Walmart in like the $5 bin. So like I'm, I'm hoping I'm pulling for one of these two because I can just... You know, throw it in and, and press play. So Max Payne is poll option number one. Poll option number two is Hitman. And I th- I want to say that this has been on the, the poll before. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, I think. It's hard to keep track because there's, like there's like two Hitman movies. But I think this is the one. This is the earliest one. So we always try to like... We're trying to yes. get this out there. But yeah, it's going to be hard. This is a great... That is a good two-pack, by the way. But, um... <laughs> Uh, this is going to be hard to beat Mark Wahlberg, I think. I like I'm I'm fine with either one. I wouldn't mind watching Mark, but uh, I also wouldn't mind watching this. This has 16% on Rotten Tomatoes, so you know that Hell it's yeah. good. And there's definitely some fucking metal in this movie. I'll I'll promise you that. <laughs> I hope I, I, can you guarantee that? I I feel like I could guarantee that. Yes. Okay, okay. I I feel pretty safe. I you know, I feel like I could guarantee that in both. I trust you. Um, here we go. Uh, okay, so I just really quickly, I just googled Hitman movie soundtrack. The first track is called "I Take Out the Trash." So, I mean, what does that tell you? Uh, he, uh, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he takes care he takes of things. Out, he takes out the damn trash. Pull option number three: Dead Trigger. If you are sitting there going, "What the hell is Dead Trigger?" You are not alone. So we are discovered we. Yeah. <laughs> we discovered this movie before we actually started recording. Uh, Dead Trigger is a mobile game, uh, a mobile-only game that came out in 2010 or 2012 or something like that. Um, and this one, who did it have in it again, Goo? Uh, Dolph Lundgren. Oh, yeah, that's right. And yes. Some, someone else, but I was... Uh, Isaiah Washington. Okay, okay. I, so, I mean... I would be so hyped to watch this just knowing that it is a 
mobile game movie starring Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I mean that. I mean that tells you everything you need to know, right? Yeah. Absolutely. This was released straight to DVD, uh, straight to video on demand. It uh, the production is was like super messed up. It, you know, there's probably going to be no factoids on it because nobody wants to admit that this exists. <laughs> I I kind of hope that this wins, even though I don't have it in my two pack. Uh, whatever, I'm I'm ready for this. Let's do it. All right, and poll option number four, hashtag WCNW, <laughs> Wing Commander Never Wins. This is Wing Commander's record fourth time on the poll, and it has finished in absolute dead last every time it's been on, without exception, and by a wide margin. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think this is a guy with a gun movie, but... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it, it just deserved to be get another shot, you know? Um, I'm, let's be frank. Wing Commander is going to come in last again. <laughs> it's kind of like it's a running joke at this point. But, you know, I think the joke is hilarious. So let's let's see how Wing Commander does, by God. I'm I'm no, I'm not even rooting for it. I want to watch this Dolph Lundgren movie. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, me too. Who was who was that wrestler that lost like 200 matches in a row or something? Barry Horowitz? Or no, uh, you're talking about um, they, Kurt they made Hawkins? A yeah, Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> so th- this is going to be the Kurt Hawkins of virtual theater for sure. Uh, yeah. And one day it'll win. It'll probably be the, the season finale of virtual theater in like we, when 10 we have years. No more, like when we're <laughs> yeah. like, okay, do we cover Wreck-It Ralph 2 or yeah. Wing Commander? <laughs> oh, geez. Poor Wing Commander. Um, so there you are, your four poll options. Poll option number one, Max Payne. Poll option number two, Hitman. Poll option number three, Dead Trigger. And poll option number four, Wing Commander. Of course, that is available over on Twitter at Virtual Theater X, as are we. Uh, I am over on Twitter at Spateri316. And Gooey is over on Twitter at GooeyFame. Um, of course, we are not only on Twitter, but we are on Patreon as well. Patreon.com forward slash Virtual Theater. Uh, if you want to support the show and just, uh, you know, help us out with some of the expenses, that would be so much appreciated. And you know what? You get some good perks for doing so. Uh, episode four of the Zelda cartoon show, I think was just released or it's just coming out. Goo. Yeah, that came out um, like last week. So it's out there. We got to we got to so, yeah, get in the we, lab. We got to get back more. in the lab. Yeah. So that's going to be coming uh, imminently. And, you know, we got a lot of good other good ideas for uh, for stuff that we're going to do, too. These these Zelda shows have been a blast, and anyone not uh, not hearing them is missing out. So that's over at patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. Check us out. Consider uh, supporting the show if you can. If you can't, you know what? That's great, too. Just tell a friend about the show. That's another great way that you can support us. Uh, and, of course, you can support us by heading over to iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe to virtual theater. Leave a five-star review, by God. And, uh, yeah, tell a friend. Um, so there it is. That's all our shit. That was Silent Hill. Goo, any uh, any parting words for for everybody? Um, I hope that I hope that I wasn't like too into this movie, and then I seem like a I don't know. This is not as bad as House of the Dead, where I like sung its praises. But uh, you know, just take everything I said with a grain of salt. Well, I'll tell you, it's sure as fuck better than Alone in the Dark. 100 percent yeah yeah I, I will never watch that movie again i've never wanted to love a movie so bad too 
I know. Oh, such a this was like a great uh of a great follow up, honestly. So this yeah. was like a I felt just like at the end of the movie, spiritually cleansed by the barbed wire. <laughs> spiritually cleansed indeed. I bet you they felt pretty pretty cleansed too, that that cult being they. Um, All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening, and uh, we will see you back here soon for Pokemon, the movie 3, Entei, whatever. Entei's Revenge. Yeah. (laughs)